America's Sports. You're tuned in to the 14th Annual Player Networking Event, live from Super Bowl 48 in New York on VoiceAmericaSports.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, welcome back. And you say New York City, live from Mist in Harlem, New York City. Give us a call, 1-888-346-9144. The 14th Annual Troop 21 Players Networking Event. Two hours in and having a ball with my co-host, my man, I'm going to say it again, Greg Nice. <laughs> Dude, this is a blast, Lamar. I'm coming to join you. I'm coming, I'm coming down to Phoenix next time. Let's go. Let's do it, man. Let's make it happen in Phoenix, Arizona, man. You know, it's, it's going to be warm in Phoenix, but we're getting some great weather here for this Super Bowl. It's still unbelievable, man. We could go golfing today. <laughs> we're going to start talking about golfing right now because I, I just can't do it. I said hit and putt earlier. I don't even know if I got my self-respect back. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not only did you say you hit a putt, yeah, but you I said did. you missed it wide like Bob Uecker. Yeah. I mean, you just a bit outside. Just a bit outside. <laughs> you know what? It made me laugh. I respect you. Maybe a little bit less, but I still respect you. <laughs> my man, we had the pleasure of having Coach Derek Beasley joining us today. Coach, thanks for joining us today. Pleasure having you. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. How's New York City been treating you? New York is beautiful. Oh, you know, man. This is my second time out here. A lot of, a lot of moving out here, though. A lot of moving and shaking and going on. People are moving and hustling around here, but I love it. The this energy, awesome. man. Beautiful Harlem, New York City. Beautiful. It's been good to me these two times, so I'm excited about it. That's awesome. What do you have going on now? Coach, tell us about what you have going on now. Uh, right now, uh, I'm, I'm a retired uh, New England Patriot. Uh, I play like three years and uh, right now I'm working with some kids out in Boston uh, we do like a little youth thing a non-profit agency it's a varsity squad that I'm, I'm the president of awesome. and uh, in my spare time what I'm doing now is I'm coaching a female full contact two-time world champions Boston Militia head coach over there so, how about that yeah so what we're doing is uh, we're still introducing the game to, to the females now and uh, some a lot of females that's out there were were uh uh, interested in playing, and uh, there's 64 teams in our league. And, uh, really? Wow. 64 teams in the United States. 64 in the United States, all the way as, wow. uh, as, as west as uh, Seattle and as north as Canada. So uh, we've been doing that the uh, last six, seven years, and uh, it's, been a, it's been a blast. For That's me. amazing. It's, How many ladies do you have on your current roster? How many girls are on the roster? I have or? a total of 45 girls. Wow. Uh, we, had, we started <laughs> off with 60, and uh, uh, we, we do it. Like, cut some. Yep. yep. <laughs> and as, a, as, a, as a matter of fact, uh, we're, we're supposed to be practicing Sunday, but, you know, unfortunately, I got to be here and, and, and support my NFL. They talking about a transition. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, got so. it now. Yeah, you talk about a transition. But uh, Go I do. for New England Patriots now. You're coaching a female oh, football man, Do you apply the same principles? Is everything still I, the same? I apply the same principles. And some of these girls, when they first came out, they were a little shocked about it. And But when we came and uh, we kind of, like, implemented the uh, offseason, the the preparation and, uh, you know, just the offseason workouts and the discipline, these girls were like blown away when they wow, and all they needed was like a, a routine, a regiment. So uh, we we kind of like implemented that. Me and a few former coaches, I mean former ball players that uh, that played with me in New England, I talked them to coming on board. Wow! And I tell you what, six years later, I'm still I here. I am interested. So listen, yeah, I am interested. You, you guys got to go and see it. How long is the season? Like, you know, do you guys have a playoff? Like, tell us more about uh, it. Absolutely. This uh, our season starts in uh, May, and uh, actually, New York Sharks have the team out here. And we oh wow, we had a couple of uh, alumni guys out okay. there. Darnell Stapleton is uh, one of the head coaches over at the uh, Sharks. He played with Pittsburgh, and uh, they're getting you know all the alumni are getting more involved in this. But we do have 64 teams. Uh, it's an eight-game season. We got four home games, four away games, a full contact. When I tell you guys this, this is just the <laughs> only difference. Deal. Yeah, the only difference between the big boys and this is, I would say, maybe the speed. You know, the speed. You know, obviously, the speed and the strength is uh, the difference. But I tell you what, you got some girls out there that have some guts. They got some toughness, and they're not afraid to, to put you on your rear end. So, right, right, uh, definitely, coach. And let's make this sure we're not talking about lingerie football league here. Listen, we're talking about real not. Smash Mouth. Football. Wow. Every time we invite some people out, I tell you what, they don't know that they're girls until they pull their helmets off. Really? I mean, that's, how, that's how intense so I was it just going to ask. I mean, is it the exact same game? Are we talking four 15-minute quarters? And all? Yes, yes. It's, it's full, yes. And we have the referees. It's got, you know, it's, uh, our seasons is between uh, April and we go as far as ju- uh, June, July. June and July. So it's the football before football. Sure. Or wow. off after football, however you want to put it. But I, I tell you what, um, 
I every time I introduce somebody to it, they get excited about it. We have a great fan base. I think we bring in maybe three or four thousand uh, every nice. home game, and that's wow, that's, that's, that's good, good for off season. Yeah, you know, really uh, it's a great off season thing. Uh, but I tell you what, it keeps people occupied and it, it introduces the girls to a, a different kind of like full context sport because a lot of girls that's getting done with uh, high school stuff and in college they want to you know they want to play they want to go and get in something like that so that's really amazing you know you you think about you know they're doing this for fun like they have careers yeah like they're doing other things besides putting in a a eight game season and traveling i mean that is amazing they don't get paid for it either they don't get paid no they don't get paid for it (laughs) but i tell you what we got a we we got a gracious owner Uh, i had to give a shout out to him it's ernie bog jr (laughs) uh he takes care of us and you know we go and we travel like we did when we're in the league and get our rooms and and all that stuff but i tell you what it's uh it's well worth it for me to put my time, and that's what, and that's my way of giving back. Right, you know, uh, not in, only to the youth, but to the females too. So, right, that's great. So, tell us a little bit about you. Spent some time in New England. Mm-hmm. Great time to play there. What was it like to play in that New England crowd? New England, oh man, I tell you what, it's a lot of pressure there. I mean, the expectations <laughs> there is just like you, you know, it's when or go home, and 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 New England fans are, you know, they expect winners and, right. and and you when you you know you're in that surrounding i mean you know you have the the bruins and you got the the red Sox and the, and the, everybody there is just winning and for you to be a part of that you just got to go and you got to go in there with the right frame of mind yeah definitely you know you can't definitely. fool around it's like like any other place you want to go and earn your place on the boat so to speak so <laughs> you know you know make it this time let me ask you this question you know, was Belichick there with you who, who was your coach when you were well there? I had I had two coaches I had uh, uh, Raymond Barry probably mm-hmm. best receivers probably right <laughs> I think you know and um, we had uh, Rod Russ Rod Russ was mm-hmm. there and he was the defensive coordinator, the coordinator. and then after uh, you know he got stepped up into uh, to the coaching position but Bill wasn't there when I was well, let me just say this. Being a new in the page, you said there, there, there's a standard there. There's an, an expect for you to be great. Mm-hmm. How did that help you transition from that atmosphere, being in New England with that atmosphere where the pressure was on, you had to be great, you had to be a winner. Did that help assist you in your transition at all? It did. It did. And, uh, you know, and, and again, I carry it and I, you know, I carry it in my, my speeches and anything that I do off season, mm-hmm. of football, you know, I always carry that with me. And when I'm teaching the kids, you know, they get excited about it. And I, you know, just those things that, that I've learned. And it took me a while to learn it. You know, right, sometimes right. you learn the hard way. Right. But when you do catch it, you know, that's, that's something special. And I always want to pass it on. And, and just those work ethics like that, I try to pass it on to my kids. Right. And they think I'm a little crazy. But, you know, now they're starting to figure it out. I got a 25-year-old now. So he's kind of like, he's right. catching on. He's like, oh, yeah, Dad, I remember the stuff that you used to tell me. You know, now he's... Uh, he's uh, being pretty successful. That's good. In his and and we, we've been talking about this today. You know, everyone's transition is a, a little different. Mm-hmm. So many factors come into it when you make that transition, what you did right, what you did wrong, mm-hmm. but you can always get back on track. You can always get back on track. You can always get back on track. Yes. And, and it's things like this, you know, just uh, coming back and speaking to some of these other guys, it's kind of like, you know, you know re reenergize uh, you again. And uh, just to see them and talk and see where everybody is and what they're doing now, it's Chris, it's. it's it's great to see some of these guys out here, and they, you know, and they're doing very well for themselves. So uh, that's another great reason to come back right. here and just kind of like right. sit back and Definitely. enjoy this from this side of the. <laughs> so we can't wait to see your face on this question, the running question of the day. <laughs> can't wait to hear. Best locker room store. <laughs> well, I, well, it, I think we might get thrown off the air. We we, we did have it. Three, we're three and two now. Yeah, well, three two. We did have an incident where we. I think it still might be an investigation with the with the oh, with the Lisa Olson. But you know, um, I would say uh, we come. I come in one time and uh, Andre Tippett. Uh, he's he's he, he was back a clown back in the day, and I you know just to keep it. Nice and, and PG. Uh, right, let's, yeah, let's keep it PG. Keep he, it PG. You know, he filled my locker with family a bunch of... Family-friendly show here. We're family-friendly. Yeah. We're going to keep it PG. We're trying. We're trying. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to... I'll give you the nice one. He, he kind of, like, filled my uh, my locker up with some, you know, some some baby oil stuff. And, you know, just... <laughs> <laughs> but, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was specific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this is... So, uh, what's up? <laughs> that's right. That's right. No, I don't. I don't. I don't. <laughs> These guys are bad. I, but you know what? It was fun. And it was some memorable right. times. I, I tell you what, I wouldn't trace none of those days for anything. I, I, I hear you I, 100%. I, so listen, we definitely want our listeners to follow you. What are you doing now? And make sure you tell them where they can view it. I don't know if the team has a website, but well, we, we want to know everything 
everything about what you're doing right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. You guys can follow us on uh, it's the WFA. That's the mm-hmm. Women's Football Association. Our team is the Boston Militia. Please come out. And you can just follow us on the website. We have a Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff. Uh, uh, again, you know, we've, uh, we want the, the women to get some more recognition on this level as far as football. And we want you guys to come and follow and support us. So, once again, that's the Boston Militia. At gmail.com. Yeah, that's awesome. Listen, can we get some T-shirts? I kind of want to wrap the team, <laughs> I, yeah, You know what? I kind of want to wrap the team, you, man. You, you, you go on there, and I got a website. You pick out what you want, and I promise oh, I'll send it to awesome. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm we a sure man of my word. Some. And it's Under Armour, too. It's the nice stuff. It's oh, yeah, really yeah. Nice. Oh, and the good stuff. The good man. stuff. Yeah, the top and bottoms and everything. So yeah. I'll well, take Congratulations. Thanks so much. And we're always transit. Transition is a lifelong process. So keep doing great things, man. That is awesome. You have us excited. We're going to look it up right now. You guys got to look it up, man. And, we you'll see. Up and, check and, it out. and be sure to see me on there. I'm coach of the year. You know, coach oh, of the year. Oh, congratulations, <laughs> coach! I, I got a record like Belichick's. Man. <laughs> That's great. Well, we'll be right back. PNE live for Miss Harlem, New York City. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice American Network and let's talk football. Have we got a high-energy, all-access sports show for you? It's Outside the Huddle, starring Lemont Williams. Each week, join Lemont as he takes callers, discusses the week's top stories in the world of sports, and sits down with active and former players to discuss their transition from sports to business. Outside the Huddle is a great resource for players making career transitions both on and off the field. Tune in Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific for Outside the Huddle on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time time on the voice america sports channel the talk doesn't get any hotter the fans now have a voice to speak their mind no holds 
part. They need to bitch his ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to the 14th Annual Player Networking Event, live from Super Bowl 48 in New York on VoiceAmericaSports.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Welcome back. We're coming to you live from Mist Harlem, New York City, for the 14th Annual Player Networking Event. Troop 21 and Associates having a great time with my co-host, my man Greg Nice. Meet some great guys today, man, having a great time, and this is flying by, man. I, th- I think definitely the recurring highlight, and, and B's just there in that last segment, he took, what, six, seven seconds before he could answer the question? And we can't give away what the question is right. because we've got our next guest in the, in the studio. We've got to keep him surprised. Baby all. <laughs> Baby all says it all. Give us a call, 1-888-346-9144. Follow us on Twitter, hashtag PNE14. We have our next guest, Mr. George Coots, East Carolina's finest, joining us today. Oh, uh, man, how you doing? I'm good now, brother. How New York City treating uh, you? Not bad, not bad. It's good. I, I, I walked in and I saw uh, a fellow pirate. I saw David Gerard. <laughs> uh, I remember uh, David uh, coming, going back when I was playing for the Packers and Seahawks, mm-hmm. going back to East Carolina to watch a, an outstanding quarterback. I, I had no idea he would go on to the National Football League and had the career that he had. But So I'm, so, so I'm happy to be here and happy to, to see my uh, old David as well. That's all. Now, you may not notice I'm a Wisconsin Badger, so I watched you, you up there in Green Bay. So when you guys got won the Super Bowl, I, oh, I was, I was, I'm, I'm, I'm a cheesehead. I am a cheesehead. I went to Wisconsin. I'm a proud cheesehead. But right. I watched your career, man. You had an amazing career up there in Green Bay, man. A great run. I appreciate that. I had a great run, but I was uh, very fortunate to be with a great group of guys with, you know, the Reggie Whites, the Leroy Butlers, the Eugene Robinson, uh, uh, Sean Jones, Santana Dawson's Brett Favre. So I, I was very, very fortunate because I, I was okay as a player, <laughs> you know, to be honest with you. But. Um, the supporting cast that I had was just unbelievable. Yeah, it's great, man. And the locker room atmosphere is so huge. We've talked about this a couple of times today, yep. the things that happen in the locker room and how that helps uh, make your decisions outside the locker room. So right. life right. after football, we're talking about transition. We're talking about here at the P&E and making right. opportunities for yourself. Right. What did you do while you were a player to help, help you prepare for your transition to life after football? Well, for me, it was all about going back to school. Mm-hmm. So every offseason, I made it a point to go back to East Carolina to mm-hmm. take classes. I was trying to uh, finish up my degree for one. Mm-hmm. Then also, when I finished up my undergrad, I wanted to try to get a master's. Mm. So every offseason, I would go back and take classes, things of that nature, trying to, uh, trying to finish up because I knew that uh, when it was all said and done, I would need to lean on something. And I thought that education, that foundation would be, you know, uh, uh, would be solid and firm and be able to sustain me for the rest of my life. So I took the whole education route. Mm-hmm. And it was... Uh, it's been very, and that's amazing. You know, my son had a um, football project, okay. and every year the teacher does a football project, and they ask, "What position do you want to be?" So he comes home and he says, "Daddy, well, what position did you play?" He said, "I said I played safety. You no, know, diff- I'm trying to intercept the ball. I thought the wide receiver." Right. He goes, "Okay, well, I'm gonna do it on that." I said, "No, son, you don't want to do that." He said, "Well, what position should I be?" And I said, "The owner or the GM." <laughs> He's like, "Well, what do they do?" I said, right. "Well." If you could name the team anything, what would it be? And, of course, the mind of a six-year-old, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Of course. I said, well, you can name it that. Right. And Timmy, who's always messing with you, you can cut him. He can't even play. He was like, really? <laughs> so later that week, the teacher said that was the first time a parent had ever suggested their kid to anything in the front office and not on the field. Because it's the mindset that players just play. Mm-hmm. But you had the opportunity to serve as an athletic director at UW-Milwaukee. And right. that's an amazing accomplishment. Tell us a little right. bit about that and right. how you came to that position. As well, well, that's a great, uh, great question because when I was at East Carolina uh, as a player, uh, we used to always talk about, you know, uh, I want to be a coach when I'm done playing, but I always wanted to get into administration. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to be an athletic director. I didn't have no clue what type of path or what type of things I would need to do to, to get on that track. So after my playing days was done, I went back to East Carolina uh, to finish up the Masters. And uh, one of the, uh, the athletic director at the time, a guy by the name of Terry Holland, said, how about you help me raise some money? 
<laughs> and uh, uh, we need some facility upgrades here at East Carolina University. Mm-hmm. And George, I think you have a, 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 a some name recognition with the alums in the uh, business community. Why don't you take a shot at it? So that's what I did, and uh, came on board uh, back in 2003 in his athletic department. And I said, you know what? I'm gonna try to learn everything I can from him to maybe one day be an athletic director. And that and that became a reality back in 2008, and uh, I lasted for a year. Uh, my wife got sick, uh, and she passed away from breast cancer. So, uh, But I also just finished, probably a couple of years ago, finished up my Ph.D. Oh, wow. Doctor. Mar- yeah, Dr. Koontz. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> from Marquette University. And uh, that's where I work at now. I work at Marquette, uh, raising money for uh, Urban Scholars Program as first-generation students. Awesome. Uh, we give them an opportunity to get a first-rate education. They're smart, they're bright, but they just may not have the finances to go to Marquette. Right. So my job is out there to raise money for them. And also, I'm teaching in the law school. I'm teaching a, a, a class in law school once a week, which oh, is great. Oh, wow, man. man. You yeah. have a lot going on. No, well, it's, it's been great. If, if you're just tuning in, we're with Packer. Great cheeseheads. Eat your heart out. Hanging out with Dr. <laughs> George Coons oh, here at the P&E Networking event. So you have a chance to work with a lot of young guys, a lot right. of young women, a lot of young athletes. Right. What do you see? Is, is there a difference now but when we were coming out of school, when you were coming out, as far as the opportunities to prepare themselves for after the game? And how can you help facilitate that, what you're doing at Marquette now? Well, I think the resources are there. Right. I think there's a lot of resources, a lot of people that are in place to help the, the, the student, the student athlete, the, uh, the pro player. But they're so focused on the next play, the next quarter, mm-hmm. the next half, the next offseason they're not really taking advantage of, let's say, you're at uh, University of Wisconsin because they have outstanding, basically the university, it's the flagship university of the state. They have outstanding trustees. Uh, if you're a student athlete, you need to be building relationships mm-hmm. with those trustees. People are of, of influence uh, at the university that when your plan days are done, you could take advantage of get placed in job opportunities. So I, I just don't think that uh, the, uh, the the current players or players in in, in my era, we uh, we took advantage of. We need to take more advantage of, uh, of of building those relationships because it's not all about all about your resume. Right. It's all about who you know. Right. And we and, and that's a, and that's an right. old cliche. Oh yeah, it's, you know, the, truth, it's, right? it's yeah. the truth. It's the truth. It's the truth. I'm truth. going to hire one of my friends. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Right. That's, that's or, my, awesome. or, or one of my friends. Friends. Right. As well, long as they're qualified. Awesome. I mean, that's a big reason why we're all right. here today. I mean, it's a networking event. It's to get to know everybody. Right. And so, I mean, leverage the connections and hopefully make something better for yourself from it. Right. Yeah, that's awesome, man. So, okay, so listen. We're playing at Green Bay. Chicago was my favorite away stadium to play, and I love the energy right. of Soldier Field. Right. But Green Bay, it was something about that frozen tundra, man. It was something about going up there and playing at Green Bay. Felt that you felt the history. Because right. the city shuts down, I mean, you ride to the game, and every, all the stores are closed. You see, the whole city is at the game. Tell us a little bit about that experience and playing at that championship level in that city. Well, I think Reggie White, said, uh, he summed it up when he said that it's a, it's a lot of pressure to play in Lambeau. Because one, and I think what he meant by that was some giants came before us. You know, Bart Starr, Ray Nitschke, you know, James Lofton, Willie Davis. Herb Adderley. Wow. You know, Vince Lombardi was on the sidelines. You know, same spots that Coach Holmgren and Coach McCarthy standing right now. That's where Vince Lombardi was standing. Uh, Curly Lambeau used to stand on that same spot. So uh, Reggie White said that, you know, those fans know what it's like to, to, to see a championship effort. So, guys, we have to step up right. because you can't fool them. They've seen. You know, at that time, we was in Green Bay. We, we had won uh, 11 championships, the organization, mm-hmm. world championships, and we was able to win Super Bowl 31, and we lost Super Bowl 32. Then I think those guys, we, we won Super Bowl 45. So they have 13 championships. So the, the fans kind of sit back and cross their arms and say, okay, you got to bring it. Right. So for, for the current players and the past players that played for, for the Packers, that's a lot of pressure. Right. But it's good pressure. And that was because a, of the high standard that you have to play to. 
You know, and as, and as a Philly kid, I watched Reggie White and Eric wow. Allen and Jerome Rush. I, I grew up, I, 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 we're both, both of us Philly guys. Absolutely. Man. Grow up watching those guys at the vet, man. The Dirty, Dirty Water. Andre Dirty Water was a <laughs> yeah. personal mentor of mine when he came to the Lions. And, Seth Joyner. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. What an amazing yeah. defense, man. But when you have men like that in the locker room, I know you have one thing that we need to know. Best locker room story. The best locker room story. <laughs> How about that? Wow, I have I have <laughs> I have so many. Then you have to uh, then you have to pair it back because you got to be X ray Don't want to X rated. So I guess there's so four two. Yeah. So I guess that I want to try to give you a PG one. Yes, right. Give us a PG. A PG. A PG. Wow. Uh, I would say uh, Brett Brett Far putting uh, uh, we had some at that time. You know the the, the gay, the icy hot. They had some type called the bomb. Right. Yeah. Bomb. Yeah. yeah they, uh, um, what Brett did, he put it in one of the guys' jocks. Oh, <laughs> right? oh, oh no. And he did it really, you know, it, it kind of, he kind of, he was really. He took uh, his time with it, huh? He took his time with it. it was, <laughs> he thought, he thought about it. He thought it, it through. He, was he, he thought about it, you know, and uh, it didn't kind of activate until the guy got on the, uh, on, the pra- on the playing field, on the oh. practice field. And uh, that was very funny. Oh, man. That hilarious, man. But you missed the locker room. Those are the great things. Those the are great stories, man. The camaraderie in the locker room, right. man. It's nothing like it. And, you know, when you're around those great guys, man, you know, when me and uh, Greg talked about it earlier, you know, I was fortunate enough to be in a locker room of great men and great leaders with Robert Porsche and Barry Sanders. And I, I really think that does help shape your transition. When you're around guys that have together, when you're around guys that have championship mentalities, maybe not champion, but the mentality to be a champion, to be great. You benefit from that being in a locker room because you spend you spend your life with these guys right. all the time, so right. that has to rub rub off on you. Right, and I look at uh, what I do at Marquette now, raising money. Uh, mm-hmm. So basically, what I have to do, I have to be able to articulate and be able to communicate right. with individuals. And one thing about being in the locker room, you're communicating and talking with folks from different neighborhoods, different mm-hmm. states, right, every day. So you're learning those skills, and if you're able to transfer those skills when you leave, because we're all in this. Uh, I'm like I'm 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 a big uh, advocate of Reggie White. I'm a big proponent of Reggie. We're, he said that we're always selling something, mm-hmm. no matter what you're in. Right. You're selling. If you're a preacher, you have to. If you're going to build an addition or uh, build a school, you have to sell the sell the vision. Right. So. I think as uh, former players or current players, when you're in that locker room, you're learning to uh, uh, able to articulate and communicate and then in turn sell and sell a vision. And we have to be able to take that into corporate America to make things happen. Well, that's awesome. I think me and Greg, I'm sure he agrees with me, man. It's been a blessing for you to sit here with us. I mean, the knowledge, the stories. It's been an amazing interview. We really want to congratulate you, doctor. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much. No, I appreciate you so much for having me. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. Stay tuned. When we come back, we're going to have another guest, P&E, live from Harlem, New York City. Be Stay tuned. Hold on. We're going to get a picture. You're not, hey, Doc. to the pros we, we cover, everything. cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports have you friended us on facebook yet why not just go to facebook.com forward slash voice america or search for the keywords voice america once you are part of our facebook network you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows this week's featured guests and new happenings of the voice america talk radio network And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. 
The job of a professional athlete is never complete. In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. You'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Have we got a high-energy, all-access sports show for you? It's Outside the Huddle, starring Lemond Williams. Each week, join Lemond as he takes callers, discusses the week's top stories in the world of sports, and sits down with active and former players to discuss their transition from sports to business. Outside the Huddle is a great resource for players making career transitions both on and off the field. Tune in Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific. For Outside the Huddle on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping want to play the ponies join us every week for winning ponies with john Engelhart, racing's regular guy where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys trainers agents and handicappers in the world of horse racing this show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies Handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Get in the game. Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Your internet flagship station for sports. America Sports. You're tuned in to the 14th annual Player Networking Event, live from Super Bowl 48 in New York on VoiceAmericaSports.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back live. PNE 14th Annual Networking Event sponsored by Troop 21 and Associates coming to you live from Minston, Harlem, New York City with my co-host Greg Nye. So, Greg, so far we've got baby oil and, <laughs> and bomb and jock straps. Those and Jared Allen. We had Jared. I think Jared the Jared Allen story Jared might Allen have been the funniest. That girl with the Days of Duke song. Now, if he'd have had that plan, I would doubt that would have been, <laughs> been amazing, man. But it's been a great day so far. It's been, I mean, stories. it's been entertaining. It's been enlightening. And I mean, I, I have a better sense of really what players have to go through going from life in the NFL to life outside the NFL. And it just seems like we're progressing. Right. Like things are getting, right. you know, 30 years ago. I mean, we were listening to the, um, the, the stories last night. You know, there really wasn't any sort of transition 
from the NFL 20 right. or 30 years ago. Right, you're right. And now, you know, we're slowly ramping up. And now, I mean, Ray was saying last night, we've got a quarter of a billion dollars of enterprise in this building today mm. trying to support player transition from the NFL into life after the NFL. It's amazing. And it's about, I mean, that's, that's a great point, Greg. You think about back in those days, 20, 30 years ago, these guys had to have jobs in the offseason. Yeah. Like they had to play and then go work. And so now when I thought about the story about coaches, ladies, football team, these girls are putting in eight, eight game seasons and putting in all the offseason. They have jobs as well, too. Think about what they have to do to make their trans. They're continuously transitioning that players now don't have that opportunity because they're doing it year round. So so many dynamics, so many storylines that come out of this. Well, it's interesting because we were talking about, you know, the, the, the female league. I almost wonder if the transition out of that is easier because you're already doing something. You're not making mm, a living right. playing in that league. I mean, we've talked about it multiple times today. You know, some guys don't know how to FedEx a package because they just take <laughs> it to the locker room and it gets sent you for them. For them right. You know, not to say that players aren't self-sufficient because they certainly can be and most certainly are. Right. Yes. But yes. if you depend too much on the system, mm-hmm. then when the system's gone, you don't really know how to take care of things. Wow. And I just looked up the Boston's uh, militia website, man. This is pretty hot. Check this out, Greg. I'm in. So these guys, look at them. He's, I want to go to a game now. Let's I think go. We definitely need to go to a game. Now, maybe we call a couple games for them. Oh, there's 64 teams. I want to see where all these 64 teams are. Where's wow. the league? There we go. Wow. Prices, roster, coaches. I mean, this is a we'll great it. website, man. Yeah. What are you serious? That's well done. Wow. There <laughs> <Coach>. he is. <laughs> Coach Derek Beasley, man. This is a great website, man. We're going to get our T-shirt. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Search our Let's t-shirt. say he's 57-6 and six with a 93.4% winning percentage. He did say he had Bill Belichick-type numbers now. I thought he meant in the playoffs. <laughs> Five division championships, two conference championships, one world championship, one national championship. And in 2010 was named International Women's Football League's Coach of the Year. Wow. Great job, Coach. You won our T-shirt. Shout out to Boston Militia. <laughs> me and Greg Nice are going to T-shirt. Me, no, me and Greg Nice are going to find a way to come to one of these games, man. Something's going to crash. Wait, did you know it says he stepped off the air? He's like, hey, we even have clothes that fit you, Greg. I was like, man, that's rough. That's great, man. But it's been a great day so far, man. Great people coming through. Great ideas. Great stories. Even the... I'm just really amazed by this. Every year just gets better and better, Greg. Every I mean, year. We've been talking about it. It's a locker room feeling here. The energy is huge. People keep coming in. I haven't seen anybody leave yet. I mean, we're sitting here pretty much in the front lobby right. of Mist Studios here in Harlem. And we just keep seeing people coming in and in. And, yeah, they're going back to Studio B. Right. They're checking out the silent auctions. They're checking out the vendor studios they've got set up. There's so much going on here that, yeah, we drew a crowd. You know, people have been coming right. saying hi to us. We've got our guests coming in. But there's so much going on talking about player transition yes. that we're taking four or five rooms up in this building just to take care this of it. This is just amazing. You know, the, the people are going to have a great opportunity. You know, it's just here because everybody's story is different. I think that's one of the best things. Everybody's story is a little different how they got there. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of shows you, and as we said a little bit earlier, that as long as you get back on track, some guys, it took them a little longer. Some guys went the academic route. Some guys went the entrepreneur route. Some guys stayed in the athletic route with Will and doing mm-hmm. gym. Doing, I mean, but you have the options. Oh, yeah. And that's the great thing about it. Guys can listen to this. Guys can come here and see what options that, that they have. And it's great to hear that, I mean, even though there's a common theme around the advice that these, our guests would give to new players in the league, everybody's coming from a different angle. Like you said, you know, uh, the, the doctor is going to talk about, you know, t- doing the continued education route, mm-hmm. whereas coach is going to say, hey, you can get right back into athletics and you, you're wearing the headset. You right. Can, you know, if you right. can make a pass boot camp and make a putt, maybe you can be, maybe you can be a broadcaster. <laughs> exactly. Hey, you never know. You have to make, make that happen. But the options, the people that are here being in Harlem, being in New York City, mm-hmm. the media capital of the world, I mean, this is the place to be. Yeah. If you're going to meet anyone, everyone here has come for the biggest game. This is the game. Yes, it is. And we're in the city. So if you're going to make way, some connections, this, this is the place to do it. We've talked for now two hours, 40 minutes so far. We haven't talked about the game. <laughs> I'm impressed about that. We haven't, t- we haven't touched about the game at all. At We've all. talked about where it is. We've right. talked. We might. The I think weather. we mentioned Peyton Manning once in context of the weather. Weather. That's it. I mean, I'm. I, that was going to be my fallback topic to talk about <laughs> the game. We haven't had to do that yet. And you know what? But you look at this is a great step in stone for them. And we can go ahead and, and use that as a springboard because as a Super Bowl champion, 
Who's not going to take your phone call? Oh, absolutely. In any field you want to be in, you have a super, you're a Super Bowl champion. Make it, I mean, it's, it's good enough to be in the NFL. They're still going to take your call. But to have a Super Bowl champion come to the office or to come play golf or to say, hey, I would like to come intern and learn how did you work your business and learn how you became successful. That is pretty much a guaranteed internship for any of these guys playing the game on Sunday. And it's interesting because we've been talking about how you don't update your resume. But in a way, you do. You do. Because yeah. if you're winning championships, if you're winning MVPs, if you're like the face of a team, I mean, even if you're the face of a 4-12 and 12 team, right. you're still the face of a team, the face of the team, and your media market is going to know you. Maybe it's not going to get you the national exposure, especially if you're in a small media market to begin with. Right. But if your face is out there just as part of your team, if you interface with the media well to get yourself, to get your personal brand known, right. mm-hmm. then... You've almost got a built-in resume, and you didn't have to do anything. Exactly, and Marshawn Lynch didn't even talk to me this week, but Skittles loves him. <laughs> and Skittles <laughs> loves him. He's already good. He didn't talk to anyone this week. He just wants to play ball, ball. He just wants to play ball, but he can be a marketing man for Skittles forever. All right, we're, we're going to hit a slightly <laughs> controversial topic. We've only got two minutes, so we're going to be quick. We'll bleed it into the next segment. Let's do it. Sherman, was it beneficial for his brand, what he did, do you think? I or think do you it think was. He, like, do you think... I mean, he was a, a communication major at Stanford. Right. You, uh, yes, he had so much adrenaline, so much hype coming off the field. He made the big plays, got the emotion going up against Crabtree. I still think somewhere in the back of his mind, he had that planned. He I knew so. he wanted to have that He's look He's a sharp kid. He's a smart kid. He knows, you know, as a, as a defensive back, is one guy that made money off his mouth, and that was Dion. And yes. he's a marketable guy. So if you look at the, the, the way that Dion did it, he talked, he showed, and then when he... The funny thing about Dion's Hall of Fame speech, he told us that was a show. Remember that? Yep. He said, that's really who, not who I was. I knew I had to work the game. I knew I had to work my personality to make sure I guaranteed that success. So I think Richard Sherman took a, uh, a page out of Dion's book and did, did the same, same, thing. I did think, the same thing. I think so, Lamar. We're going to take a step aside here from the PNE. When we come back, we're going to have former New York Giant Jim Norris join us here on the show. For Lamar Campbell, Greg Nice, we're going to step away from PNE 2014. We'll be back here on voiceamerica.com. In just a few moments. Holla. <laughs> oh, yes, you will. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. The job of a professional athlete is never complete. In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. You'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. You're tuned in to the 14th Annual Player Networking Event, live from Super Bowl 48 in New York on VoiceAmericaSports.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, live from PE Networking Event at Mist in beautiful Harlem, New York City. I'm your host, Lamar Campbell, co-host of my man, Greg Nice, having a great day three yes, hours sir. in. And we haven't mentioned Sylvia, so I'm going to say it again. Hopefully they're listening, man. They may bring us a plate. What you think? <laughs> we keep giving them a shout you out, man. You think Sylvia's listening to VoiceAmerica.com right now? They might, man. That'd you be know? great. We're around the corner. It, it would, it would, you know, we'll give them a shout out, man. Okay. All, all, like we said, we talked about Sherman a little bit earlier, man. Get some 
all exposed. You're a little bit exposure out there. Exposure is a good thing. Man, New York City, man. But we have the pleasure of having a New York Giant with us today. My man, Jim Norris, New York Giant. Thanks for joining us today. So how does it feel to have the Super Bowl in your city? <laughs> Super Bowl was held and the, fo- the frozen tundra. <laughs> and I was hoping that we would get a cold like that. But as Mother Nature always proves us wrong, sunny, 51 degrees, 44 at kickoff. That's crazy. So it'll be great. That's be crazy. Great. No, me and Greg talked about it earlier. We were actually looking forward to a bad weather Super Bowl, a little rain, a little <laughs> bit of snow. I mean, it would be at the, the ball player and me, you know, they, they, they don't care. We love the elements. We, we love, love playing the elements. You know, it, it affects the game and makes it a little bit more fun. And, you know, an intimidation factor when I was in college, it was college. We wouldn't wear sleeves in freezing weather. Exactly. Like, that was our thing. We were like, oh, we're not going to wear sleeves. It would be cold, but a lot of Vaseline on. Oh, no, now we got Vaseline, baby oil, and, and, and balm. And we'll uh, we, tell you that story a little later. Okay. <laughs> I'm getting scared how many yeah, got, uh, bathroom yeah. nicknames we got. A lot of bathroom nicknames we got. Oh, yeah. we got a lot. So tell us a little bit about what you're doing right now. Okay. Um, I um, do a lot of volunteer for uh, New Jersey Medical School, which is now Rutgers uh, Biomedical Health Institute. Mm-hmm. And uh, also work with our NFL Living Heart um, Foundation, oh, that's awesome. which is a program for the NFL uh, sponsored by the NFL Players Association, and we go around the country and we uh, set up six-month uh, research uh, programs for health and wellness for retired athletes to get them acclimated to life beyond sports and right. maintaining nutrition and good health. And uh, we work with major uh, colleges and medical centers to institute our hope study research. And it's amazing because making a transition is so many facets, and health and nutrition and mental health really play a part in that. You know, a lot of guys can leave and depression sinks in, they, they get out of shape, you know, the, yes. it, it affects everything about you. So have you seen your program help bring guys back and help in their transition once you got them healthy? Have you seen that, that effect at all? Uh, yeah, we, um, we see about uh, 15 players per chapter per city or across the country. Mm-hmm. And um, we're finding that once the guys come through our programs, they're able to uh, maintain a healthy lifestyle. We try to get them set up in business to get them acclimated to the business community because, as you said, depression does sink in. Right. And mm-hmm. that is a major factor when you leave the fans and the lifestyle of the NFL, which is not right. for long, of course. But we're finding that um, we're also involving them in high school uh, outreach and uh, community outreach programs that help high school students uh, recognize the importance of maintaining a good healthy lifestyle and academics and um, when they reach that level of either college and beyond right. that you know they're also they'll always have an academic um, basis to fall back on so all right and that's some of the things that you know we're fortunate i want to thank you as a guy that that that, that played after you and you know i've always been a student of the game i'm, mm-hmm. I'm a history historian and a history major and you know we what we have now in the nfl we're built on you guys backs you know, what we have right now, I'm very fortunate. I was very fortunate to have what I had, the rights, the union, mm-hmm. you know, the protection was built on what a lot of what you guys have mm-hmm. done. As this generation, I want to ask you, because I asked a lot of older guys this, what can we do to help foster the next generation to make sure that they're successful with their transition as well? Well, well the main thing that we like to foster is that camaraderie, that network, that right. fraternity, that we can help players who come after us, make sure that they're giving back to their communities, making mm-hmm. them community stewards and helping out younger athletes, not just football, but right those areas of concussion-based testing, mm-hmm. whether it be basketball, hockey, lacrosse, or soccer, we just want them to become more aware of athletics in general and life beyond sports and keeping that fraternity close and just making sure that you guys give back and right. help the upcoming class. And that's, and that's something that, you know, we all have a community service department, mm-hmm. always while we were playing, and I adopted a school while I was there, Campbell Elementary. Of course, my last name was Campbell. I would give out tickets, you mm-hmm. know, to the kids that got the best grades that week. But when you have those opportunities, people don't realize that when you give as a player, you're really setting yourself up for a great transition because those are the people, if you need a favor, yes. if you need a phone call, they're the ones that will be there for you, even when you're not on the team. Because, mm-hmm. you know, the phone calls don't get answered as much oh, yeah. when, you, when, when you stop playing. But when you're giving up, when you take an opportunity to give back while you're a player, they don't understand. That opens up so many doors. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, one thing that we realize at uh, Living Heart Foundation mm-hmm. is, you know, the community is an outreach of, of us football players. Right. And without the community of supportive fans, I mean, we're pretty much just in there and out. But um, like you said, if you have that family niche and that community that's inclo- included in that family niche, you can get more right. once you stop playing because, you know, your last day after you're playing, that's it. That's it. And the phone <laughs> call, hey, the phone call is not coming, and you are yeah. officially retired. Yes. So, 
New York City, you're a New York giant. You guys, you know, had a great run. Eli, not the best year this year, but you guys had a great run, two Super Bowls, you know, in the last couple of years. But what does it mean to have the Super Bowl to you? As, as a New York giant, what does it mean to have the Super Bowl in the, in the city that you played in? Well, you know, the amazing part about it is, is you see the fans come from all around the country. And we get recognized. We're in the map. Now, I know we built this MetLife Stadium, <laughs> and I hadn't had a chance to play there. I played at the old Meadowlands. But right. uh, just to have them recognize, you know, the history of New York, New Jersey, and the, the, the fans and how they're committed to New York football, it, it's, it's, a, it's truly amazing. And, and I'm very excited that, that it's happening here. Right. I mean, Greg said earlier, you know, the game in the city. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's very rare. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the city, and this is the biggest game. I mean, it's going to be an amazing. We had the funny thing is Greg mentioned earlier. We've been on the air how long? Three uh, hours. Three hours. We now. didn't even talk about the game. We haven't talked no. about the game wow. at all. It's just so much good knowledge mm-hmm. coming in from players like yourself and the transition and the stories that we've heard and you know it's just been an amazing feeling here in New York and things like the Players Network event now is where guys can really get started getting their jump start yes. on on transition. And let me ask you if you had any advice for these guys, the Living Heart Foundation and. Are you seeing a lot of younger guys come into it? Are you seeing a lot of older guys come in and taking advantage of that program? Well, normally it's um, the older guys, the ones mm-hmm. who've been retired 10, 20 years, and mid-50s who are having the most health um, problems now. Uh, but our community outreach efforts, we're hoping that the younger players um, will come in and lend their hand to some of our mm-hmm. sports leadership camps. And uh, we feel that, you know... E- the alumni, the ones who trailblazed for us, mm-hmm. we have to take care of them. So, right, because there's so much knowledge we can learn from them. And if we get them entrenched in community, we increase their self-worth and they'll feel like they're giving back. And, hey, it's an opportunity to it's connect win, with the younger you know, generation. So. I tell the younger guys, you know, do you know who Earl Campbell is? Yes. You know, realize that he yes. can barely walk right now. Yes. So, be, feel very fortunate mm-hmm. for what you have because it was built on his bag and players like yourself. Yes. So, a couple minutes left. Mm-hmm. Question of the day. Yes. <laughs> Best locker room story. Oh, this is a good one. As a, a free agent rookie, oh, I'm coming into Giant Stadium. Uh, the trainers give me my helmet, my equipment and everything, and my little net bag. They say, okay, go over there and get, get a locker in there. So I go into the locker, and I see this locker, and I said, okay, I'm going to grab this locker. So Phil Sims comes by and sits <laughs> next to me, and he said, hey, you're a rookie. Boris Norris? Uh, no, Norris. He said, you sure you want this locker right here? I was like, yeah, I'm, 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 I want this locker. I'm okay. Uh, he said, okay, all right. So a couple of the old veterans come by and they say, hey, Norris, you're a rookie. You sure you want this locker right there? Ah, oh, guys, come on now. I'm, uh, I'm a rookie now, but wait, wait until we get on the field. You'll, right. see, you'll see my skill set. All of a sudden, the locker room just got quiet. <laughs> oh, and okay. in comes Lawrence Taylor. Oh! A specimen of an athlete. Developed and I'm and he looks over my shoulder and he say, "Hey rookie, this is my locker." <laughs> From that point on, I had to carry his helmet for the whole summer training camp. I was carrying all the alignments helmets. I, I mean, it was just amazing. But you know, I, I just said, "Excuse me, Mister Taylor, I apologize for being in your locker, sir." He got the Mister Taylor. Oh, he got Mister Taylor, but he was a phenomenal athlete and it was good to play with. Oh, uh, we definitely appreciate you joining us today. New York, great gym. Now, listen, how can they get a hold of the Living Heart Foundation? There a website? Yes, we have a get- website: www.livingheartfoundation.org. Uh, our founder, Dr. Archie Roberts, who was a NFL Cleveland Browns quarterback and a medical student at the time playing back in the 60s. Um, you can reach for us on the website. We're free to come into your schools and develop some sports leadership and STEM academic programs for freshmen and sophomores and just to help out and bring our <laughs> alumni players in as well. Oh, that's awesome. We really appreciate you today. Well, you. New York John, great. Oh, yeah. Jim North, enjoy the Super Bowl thank in you. your city. Have All right. fun. Okay. All right. Look, we, we have a couple seconds left. Let's That's get it. your pick for the game tomorrow. Let's get a pick. Let's get a okay. pick. Okay. So my pick is I have Denver in the first quarter, <laughs> Seattle in the second quarter, Seattle in the third quarter. And because if you don't know Peyton Manning and how he can counteract defenses, I'm choosing the Broncos by six, but I'm not counting out Seattle in that young defense because Pete Carroll has them excited. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a barn burner tomorrow. But I, I think that Denver will pull it out by six. All points. right. You heard it. Here. New York John Gray, Jim North. Okay. Going with the Broncos. Yes. Stay tuned, PE Live from Miss Harlem, New York City. We'll be right back. <laughs> oh, that was great, guys. Oh, oh, yeah. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neill. He's a tough shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left. I don't care where they 
put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover, everything. cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. 